You and Michael Jordan, the only NBA players to put up 65 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists in a game. What does that mean to you? You and MJ, baby. Wolf ever did this? <laughs> no, sir. Just, just you and just MJ. You How and crazy Jordan. is that? I don't, I don't believe that. Believe it, Joel. Believe it. I don't believe how great of a scorer this guy's become. Holy yeah. moly. He only need three quarters to drop like 50. 37 minutes to get 70 <laughs> points last night, Hugh. That was as great of a scoring game just per, per minute. Efficient. efficient. As, that's a great way to phrase it. It's a great word. It's as efficient of a scoring game we've ever seen in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, he balled out, man. And it, it, it's it's I. You know what did my heart good was seeing the the fans get so involved with Joel Embiid. You know, because it's it's you know I I know, and I'm not a dummy. I know there's still some people out there that you even saw it when you saw looked at some of the the Twitter Twitter responses. Well, what's gonna happen in the playoffs and all? Man, just enjoy. Like those are the people. Like you just got to tell them, dog. Just enjoy for what it is, man. Enjoy for what it is, and we'll we'll cross that bridge. When we get to it. But I tell you what, he made a lot of people believe in him last night. Regardless of how you felt about him before that, you, a lot of people are excited about what potentially could happen this year. Let's hear some of it. A great montage put together here of the best moments as Joel Embiid becomes only the ninth player ever to score 70 points in a game. Embiid with a new first half career high, 34. Embiid a fake, a spin, another fake. The buckets in the foul. Joel with a chance at 50 here tonight. Embiid from outside, tying his career high, 59 for the big fella. For the first time in his NBA career, 60. Here he comes. Embiid oh my, oh between my. the legs, the spinning no look to Daniel House. Joel Embiid, 65. Chance at 70. Embiid. I mean, we're at the point now, Hugh, where this guy has averaged more points for his career per minute than anyone that has ever played. I mean, just for a second, think about that. Like, he averages more, and he doesn't play as many minutes, right, because he's had injuries. But per minute, he scores more points than Jordan, than Wilt, than anyone. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's ridiculous. That's pretty impressive. I and mean, what's more impressive is that him and Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns scored over 50 points on the same night that Kobe dropped 81 in history. Yeah, it was just, it's a point score a night in yeah, NBA history. Yeah, that was a point score. Well, night. at least he won his game. Carl Anthony Towns lost his game. No, last but night. could you just imagine what Cat was thinking? He was like, oh, I dropped six on the night. They're going to be talking about me on Sports Center. Nah, because not, not today. No, today, <laughs> today's a day about Joel Embiid. Here are the names if you missed it last night or you didn't see this. Only players in NBA history to score 70 in a game, 70 or more. Will Chamberlain did it multiple times. Kobe, obviously on the same date. Oh, those years ago, I think it was, what, 05 or 06 with Kobe Bryant? David Thompson, Elgin Baylor, David Robinson, Donovan Mitchell, Dame, Devin Booker, and Joel Embiid. That's the list. I mean, that that is the complete list of players in NBA history to score 70 points in a game. But, Hugh, you hit on it. And, yeah, the comment section, whether it be uh, an out loud comment like on WIP or where anyone posts things these days. But that – it is – It's. I think it's in the back of all our minds. It, it – I will admit I do find it hard sometimes to wrap my arms around the player Embiid is because we know the the story of the postseason, right? It's he's he's not been a great postseason player. Yeah. They failed, but at the same time, Hugh, we are watching one of the great scorers to ever play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's a lock Hall of Famer, like no he, doubt about that. He is an all time player, 
it's and it's, it's sometimes, but it is hard, right? Because in the back of your mind, like, well, will they do it in the playoffs? Will will can he do this in the playoffs? I'm not asking for seventy in the playoffs, but you know what I mean. I, I wonder is Embiid starting to make you feel like this year's different? Two one five five nine two. 94 94. We'll throw Embiid and your reaction to what he did last night into the conversation with the Hurt stuff. Are you starting to feel it could be different, Hugh, with Embiid? Yes. And and I know that's, I might be the only person that feels that way, but it just feels like Coach Nurse is getting the most out of him. And I look at it like this. Like last year, I think there's an argument that can be made that Embiid was probably tired down the stretch. Well, it's everything, You know, yeah. he bang, banged up yeah. down the stretch. The fact that he's putting in the kind of work that he's putting in, and he's only doing it in three quarters. I think that bodes well for him in the playoffs. I, I, re- I really, 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 really do. I think it bodes well for him. So here's where I'm at on Embiid, and, and I, I've probably been as hard on him as anybody here over the years because I just, I, I just think he is, he's failed too many times in the big moment, and it frustrates me. But we know how great he is. Here's, I, I feel more positive about this team than I have in years. I really like Nick Nurse as a coach. I liked him before he got here, and I think he's done a great job with this team. Here's what I need moving forward. I, I don't need any more 70-point games to believe in Joel. I mean, jo- Joel could score he, he could score 40 every game if he wants to. That, that's how great of a scorer he is. You know what I need now moving forward? I need him to prioritize his body and rest. I, like, I would be actually blown away if he just said, I don't care about the MVP and takes time off down the stretch. Like All I care about now is the postseason. So I, I need to see more before I fully buy into the playoffs, and it will be different. But boy, this guy... I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. It's unbelievable to watch him score. It just yeah. is. Yeah. And it, it feels like it might be stretching a little bit, but you just feel like he has a little bit more confidence. feels just like he's he's more in tune to to being like the leader on his squad and uh, everybody's kind of, you know, putting him in that position to be that guy and he's feeding off of it. We are, you know, watching one of the great seasons as well in, in Philadelphia sports history. You think about Roy Halladay, 2011. You know, you think about what T.O. did with you guys in 04. I mean, this is up there. I mean, if he, if he finishes this strong and healthy, it's one of the great Philadelphia athlete seasons we've ever seen. And Joel's already on that list anyway from last year because he was great and won an MVP. 215-592-9494. One more quick thing, and then we'll go to the phone lines here. I thought this was pr- kind of cool. Bill Self last night, his college coach, well, they had him on ESPN. They almost bumped him because of the Embiid stuff, but they were like, well, I wish we keep him on because he was his coach in college. Here's Bill Self talking about his former player. When did you know that this kind of ceiling existed for that young man? The first time I saw him practice at his high school, he got into it with some kid and he started chasing him around the gym. And I saw how athletic he was chasing a little 5'10 guy. I told Norm, I said, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. And uh, he wasn't. He was third. But, but uh, yeah, he, he, he's a different talent. Kyle, when he was drafted, and, and look, we all knew he had special physical skills, I never thought he'd be this good of a scorer. Like, I just I didn't. I didn't think it was possible. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time now. And I'll take it a step further. I didn't think he got better than he was last season in the regular season when he won the MVP. And he's like, he's a lot better somehow. He's I, a runaway favorite he's right unbelievable. now. He's unbelievable. He's a runaway favorite for the MVP right I, now. Yeah, I even looked at the odds recently. We, we could pull him up now. I believe he is. The, the only thing that would hold him back from winning is if he doesn't play 65 games because they changed that rule. You have to play 65 to be eligible for postseason awards. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the MVP's fine and all. If he wants to win it back-to-back. But no, you got to win a championship. Yeah, we know what the real, the real prize is. Yeah, but it's exciting to see. I think the, yeah, the run-up to this is definitely exciting to see. Yeah, he's plus 130. He's the favorite. It's not overwhelming. Jokic is plus 250, but he's the favorite right now to win a second consecutive NBA MVP. All right, 215-592-9494 is Embiid starting to make you feel like this year is different with the Sixers. And Jalen Hurts, are you more concerned with the player 
or the leader of Jalen Hurst. Let's go to Jeff in Wilmington's ready to roll. What's up, Jeff? Jeff. Yeah, what's up, guys? Hey, Jeff. Hey, you know, this is the first time in well over 10 years that I've actually looked forward to watching the Sixers. So I, it does make me feel a little better because of, two. well, two other things. The play of Maxi for one, that dude's just really blown up. And Nick Nurse as a head coach, I just think he has much more to offer than Doc ever had. I agree, Jeff. I, I, I can't imagine Doc getting as much out of all these role players as he has. Because yeah. really, I mean, you think about the team this year, right? Embiid's all, great, all-time kind of player. You're right. Maxie's yep. developed. But after yep. that, I mean, you know, Tobias, we know what he is. But th- they've gotten a lot out of Batum and, you know, all these guys that have played smaller roles. Morris. I mean, they've gotten a lot out of these guys. I don't think Doc would have got as much. Uber. And you, Uber, don't have yeah. head- you don't have a headache player. You don't have uh, Ben Simmons. You don't have um, Harden. Harden, you don't have that to worry about. That's always that was always like the thing hanging over the team's head is what's going to happen next with these idiots. So yeah, I, I'm I'm much more uh, I have a little bit more confidence this year they'll get past the second round. And you know what's amazing last night? First of all, the amount of time it took him to do it thirty seven minutes or whatever. But he only had one three point shot. He was one for two from three point. Yeah, Jeff, it's at the point now where he's so <laughs> efficient within the three-point arc. And, and I look, I get it. Like, yeah. if he's out there alone, I love that. shoot yeah. it. But, but yeah, I mean, he, he makes almost every mid- – last night he was going to yeah. get up against uh, Webb and Yama, right, who's like 7-3, and he's just shooting jumpers uh, yeah. over him like it's nothing. And then like we know he, get, he gets to the free-throw line whenever he wants and makes his free throws. Yep. Real quick on the, on the uh, Hall of Fame before I get to the Eagles. I would rather have Jimmy Rollins as a Hall of Famer than Chase Utley. That's where I stand on that. So I don't know if either one of them are going to get in this time, but – if, if one of the two gets in, I, I like Rollins to get in better than than Utley does. I yeah, think, I think he has a better chance right now because this is this is uh, Utley's first year on the ballot. First if I'm not year. mistaken, yep. yeah. So yeah. He, he has a better yeah. chance right now. I, I disagree. Jimmy, I, I'm more of an Utley over Rollins really? guy. Yeah, and I think I think Utley's going to get a lot more votes tonight when it's all said and done. We'll see. But they they both have time yeah. on the ballot. We're gonna we're gonna break the whole thing down coming up in a little bit and give you who we would put in. But I I am more of the Utley in Rollins not camp. That's where I sit. Um, Rollins had a little bit – his batting average wasn't quite where it should be for a leadoff, but his glove was amazing. It and was. I think that needs to have more uh, more attention when Hall of Fame consideration. Yeah, anyway. I, I think they're both really interesting debates. Jeff, what are you thinking on Jalen? <sighs> okay, so I kind of go back and forth on this. When you look at what happened this year, you had a, a, a multitude of things. You had a stronger schedule. You had him getting hurt early on in the season. And you also had a defensive or an offensive coordinator that I, I really don't think knew what he was doing. Because last year, you had uh, Steichen in the second year. And look how things worked out. And I know the schedule was a little bit weaker, but Jalen was much better last year than he was this year. And I just, uh, there's so many things. I, I'm not worried about his ability as much as can he mend the fences with, allegedly, with uh, the, the, you know the the other guys on the team that he that he uh, you know so called has problems with, and that's only been reported. So I, I you know I don't know how much of that I believe either. But you can obviously see it on the sideline. But he was doing the same thing on the sideline last year. You know he's kind of by himself. He wasn't uh, pumping guys up. So I, I think there's a little bit more to be said that he needs to really work on the uh, leadership qualities. I don't worry about the play as much because I do think he was injured a little bit more than we expected, and I. I think the offensive coordinator just had no clue how to how to get around that. Yeah, unfortunately he didn't. And, Jeff, we appreciate the phone call. And that offensive coordinator, according to both Derek Gunn and Jeff McClain, is going to be out of here. You guys uh, going to miss the Brian Johnson era at offensive coordinator? 
Uh, no. <laughs> I want to see how he. I, I mean, I wish him. I wish him well, though. Why is he I young? See coach, I, I, yeah. How he fares somewhere else. I want to see I, how, that, how that happened. Anyone have a guess as to how he's going to fare somewhere else? I think he'll do okay. I, I, I think he might I, do I well. I think there's something. Yeah. You know anything about the I think, Eagles' past? I think there's something <laughs> too. Um, him and Jalen not being on the same page. I really do. It's just weird to me, again, how you could have somebody that has known you damn near your whole life and you don't respect them enough to try to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, though, when friends work together, it's it's hard. I, I think, it, oh, I guess it could be. And then Jalen, he co-signed for him in the, in the last press conference. He's like, yeah, you know. That's an interesting point, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he did say, for him. I think he said something, I'm looking forward to fixing this with everyone. Nick, yeah. Brian, and then Brian's going to be at it. He went out of his way. And Brian was like, you know what, now I'll show it. I don't feel like being here with you no more. Yeah, you know, so I, I just thought of something as Jeff was making his point about um, the stuff on the sidelines, right? And we had the, the blow-up or whatever you want to call it with Dallas Goddard, right, during the playoff game. <laughs> you know what I'm wondering? <laughs> So this offseason, we're going to talk about one thing, right? Jalen fixing it as a leader, mm-hmm. right? Mending those fences. There's also another path here. And the Eagles did not do this with Carson Wentz, right? They kept Alshon Jeffrey. There seemed to be a Carson-Alshon friction. What did we do? We had fake uh, photo shoots of the Sixers game. Remember that whole thing, Kyle? That was unbelievable. There's another path here for the Eagles. If they feel there's friction between Jalen and other players, they could move those players out of here. And there's only one player here that's locked in for the next five years under contract. I believe, right? It's just one. It's him. Like, if, you, if you're if you Howie and Jeff and you find out there are players in here that there's friction there, do you keep those players or do you move those players on? I, I'm, I'll just use Dallas as an example. And I don't know there's a friction between them. We just saw a sideline spat. If you feel like the quarterback and some of his weapons, they're not seeing eye to eye, do you try to make it work or do you say, we'll just trade that guy? Well, I think it all depends on the quarterback. And from what we've seen, if you're talking about the same thing that I, I saw, uh, the quarterback, I don't know how he felt about it because he just kind of sat there. He kind of said, I think that I think that relationship is repairable. I think they're all repairable, but do you try to force it? Or do you no, just move I on? Think, I, think you, I, think it's, I think it all depends on how the offseason goes. If, if Jalen and Nate, they can reach some kind of a agreement, not agreement, but if they can repair it, yeah. you know, then I think you move on from it. I, but if not, then Dallas probably be on that chopping block. Well, that's Dallas what I'm probably, saying. Dallas probably be on the chopping blocks. But, man, you can't – it's hard. Like, the tight end is starting to change the game a little bit, man. Yeah, you like, can find another tight end, though. Yeah, but, you, but, but do, if I already got one, do I really want to go and do that? Well, how good is Dallas at this point? Dallas is pretty decent. I think you that he's, he's suffered, good. Yeah, yeah, I think he suffered a little bit yeah. this year. I'm just saying we thought he was a top five guy. I don't. I don't know if he is anymore. I mean, he really didn't get fed a lot this year. But maybe, I, I mean, you can yeah. say that about a lot of folks, though. Sure, they get fed a lot. A I'm lot. just saying we tried to force it with Alshon, and it actually made things worse. I think Dallas is. I think Dallas is pretty good. No, Dallas is pretty good. It, I'm just and I just uh, as like an when I say pretty good, I mean yeah. Uh, I, I mean when I say pretty good, I don't I don't think he needs to be traded because he gave a quarterback. No, no, I'm not saying he needs to be traded. I'll give you an example the other way though. He gave a quarterback the number one. Song. Seattle tried to force it. <laughs> Russell Wilson and those defensive players they didn't love each other, and they just said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna make this work," and it, it it didn't really work anymore. It just got worse and worse. But it got bad when they weren't as good. Like when when Russell start like, but Russell, I think he's the extreme. Like Russell, Russell was not returning his fan, his uh, teammates' phone call. He got his own office in he, Denver. He was like, "Yo, he no." When when uh, Beast Mode told the story about how he was trying to comfort him, and he just kind of looked at him like, "Dog, like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> that was that was the one for me that just knew he was on a different level. I don't think Jalen's there. 
I don't think he's there. I don't think that he has the cachet, that kind of cachet, where he can pull that off. I don't think he's there either. But he, here's what I do think. I think that Jalen Hurts, the leader, is certainly something he could be better at. I'm more concerned with Jalen Hurts, the player. He's got to get back to playing like a top five quarterback. Because this year, let's be real, he wasn't even a top ten quarterback this year. He, he wasn't. And let's go just go look. I mean, he, I don't know how long the list goes. If you're ranking quarterbacks, we'll probably do it one day soon. He won the top ten guy this year. I, I and they he was early on. But that doesn't count. I mean, it, I, I hear what you're saying. It's but, what you but, were for the season. No, it, it it he was early on, and it just fell apart. And that's where I, I feel like wherever, whatever happened where it fell apart, that's what we need to try to fix. But, you couldn't I pick out four good games from any decent quarterback? I mean, like, that's not a season. I mean, he had – but he, we were talking about 10. We had at least 10 games. He didn't like, have he, 10 great games. He, but he won 10 games, I though, Joe. But he come won on. 10. But he didn't he won, play well in some of those won, games. Like, but he didn't play well, and that's why I'm giving him the 10 because even when he didn't play well, he still found a way to win. I, without looking at his numbers, I would say probably he played six or seven really good games out of 17. That's just, I, I have to relook. I'm, that's just my right now feel. I think he threw the ball well at times. He, he dropped some dimes at times. I think that when it got bad for Jalen, it just got real bad, and we tend to forget that as fans. We tend to forget that. There was a point that this cat was in the MVP hunt. He was in the MVP hunt. He had six games this year with a passer rating over 100. Six games. He had he had several games where it was it was bad. I mean, like the the Giants game, bad. Yeah, Seattle, yeah, yeah. bad. Um, you go to the Kansas City game. His passer rating was 64. They won that game. He threw for 150 yards and. And no touchdowns in that game. I mean, he wouldn't play really well that night. He just made one good throw at the end. 215-592-9494. Joel in the Northeast. What's up, Joel? Hey, Joel. Hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear up? me? Joel, actually, we're going to put you on hold. Yeah, you got that cricket, dog. Yeah, the that, connection, that, that cricket is a little like, bit off yeah, there. Legitabug. Couldn't tell man. if Joel was in the wind, though. I don't think today's very windy. That might have been a connection no, issue. that was a jitterbug. He's on a jitterbug. Let's talk to Steve in Westchester. What's up, Steve? Hey, listen, I got something to say on the Sixers, but the Jalen Hurts conversation. So you're going to get rid of the receivers that were coming up to him complaining that they were open and Jalen's looking the other side of the field? Yes. I mean, you get new receivers in there. Are they not going to complain about the same thing? Is that no, what you're saying? They're going no, to be happy to have contract the job. negotiations when they sign them? Well, Steve, what I'm saying is we tried to for it. Like, let's just say, let's say there's a rift. I'm not saying there is, but let's say there's yeah. one between him and one or two of these guys. We tried to yeah. force this last time. The Eagles said, go to a Sixers game. Let's have a photo shoot. Alshon and Carson, smile and nod. It's going to be okay. It was never okay. Like, sometimes you can't force yeah. it. But, but you know, he, he, you, that, that's what they were complaining to him about. Look, I'm wide open. I'm over here, and Jalen's running the other side of the field. I know. I mean, he's done that all season long with, with, with A.J. And, and Goddard. I mean, he's not looking where he should be looking. He's not going through his progressions for whatever reason. I don't know. He's hurt. I don't know what the problem is, but it certainly did fall off the table. Um, after they're ten and one, and I, I think he's in the top ten, but he's fallen. I mean, you know, but and it, it, I got a fear that this is a, a beginning of the Carson Wentz thing with with him. I, I just think that with, and you might be wor- worried about the right thing too is play. Let me go over to the Sixers. I don't care how many seventy point games and B gets. I want him on the court in the playoffs. All right, and I want I want championship. And so you don't score any points if you're not playing, right? Zero, I mean, yeah. If you don't, if you don't suit up, you don't, you don't score points. That's it. And, and we lost that. That we had a shot to win the championship when, when Toronto took it from us, and he missed that. I think it was game five or six. He missed. Yeah, he, uh, he had. A, he had. A, I don't know. It was somewhere a flu or something. I mean, 
and we 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 could have won that game. And we're it's, we're out of that series, and and he wasn't there. He wasn't there, and now he's missed ten games this season, right? And you don't think he's going to play all the rest of the season, you know? He's going. To, I mean, it looks like they're forcing him for getting records out there. Like I see him late in the fourth quarter or late, late, early in the fourth quarter. The game's up twenty points, and he's out there playing. Just trying to get his thirty or his forty or whatever it is. Well, Steve, that I happened a few weeks ago. Move. Yeah, a few weeks ago against yeah. the Knicks. It was a Friday night game. I think you were you were at that game, Hugh, the Friday night Knicks game. Yeah. And he was banged up at the end and he's on the court, they're down a bunch, and he's trying to get to thirty points. It was crazy. Well, well that that's right. And, and then he went and then he had he had he had ankle injury. Yeah. They were keeping him out there to get it. And then he missed a couple games after that. Yeah, he did. That. Yep. So I mean, like I, I think this, this is the MVP season. I mean, we're just trying to get him records. His MVP is uh, his top, you know, thirty points in four, thirty and ten or whatever it is. I mean, I want a championship, and 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 you, we've already been down the route managing him. I mean, Doc managed him pretty well. Um, his minutes, it didn't work. We're still second round. We're out. I mean, he, you're not going past second round with with Embiid the way he's doing. Teams will just let him score and cover everybody else. And that's it. You've got nobody else. Well, that's been a theme right? of the postseason for years. And, Steve, man, we appreciate focus. See, look, I, when I was watching that last night, I, I, there's a lot of people, because of the postseason history, it just like, uh, cool, 70 points. It, it's, I think it's hard for people to wrap their arms around Joel because of the past. And that's fair. And it, it sounded like that Carla was one of those people. Yeah. But I, I feel like watching that game last night, Joe, I look at it like this. I'm going to enjoy MB for what he is, and I'm going to hope that – some of this in the regular season rubs off in the postseason. I mean, because that's all you have. Because we're, we're, like, to be honest, like you said, we're witnessing greatness. He's a Hall of Famer. There's no question about it. And hopefully all of these accolades and, and the adulation that he's getting right now, hopefully that that wears off on him and he becomes that guy that we need him to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. There's not a person out there. Because I did it as well. I, I saw that and, and my first reaction was, yeah, but – but then I stepped back from that and said, "You know what? I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is, because that's that's the fan that's the fan in me living off of what I saw last year and was disappointed in last year. But I think that this year is a different year. Yeah, as, as Joel is starting to make you believe in the Sixers, Steve. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll come back at your phone calls. Look, wonderful score. I need to see a lot more before I get to the believing status with this team. But as far as him as a player. It's otherworldly. I mean, he's one of the five greatest scorers of all time. All right, Howard joins us next. We'll get to your phone calls here on everything Sixers. Hurts the player, hurts the leader. What worries you more moving forward? And, Joel, has it changed the way you view the Sixers? Howard next. You guys with us, lots to touch on. 215-592-9490 for the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. The first thing hitting me about this weekend is I'm taking the points with Detroit in San Francisco on Sunday. They could play with the Niners. You want to follow my picks? Go to FanDuel right now. I really like the FanDuel app. Get started with $150 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to join today. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 